0: What's your spooky story? Can you tell me? Um, I kinda, only have, it's really short. Okay. It's okay. It starts with a, it starts with a growling noise. Okay. Cool. Um, I forget. Eli say hi. Hi. Sierra. Hi. Alright, Eli, who are you? Elias. Who, who are how are you related to us? <laughs> he just shrugged. <laughs> Eli, talk okay. Talk about yourself a little bit. Are are you our brother? Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite thing? Penguins. Penguins? <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never heard sp- that. You, were supposed you to say, say Audrey and Amanda. Yeah, <laughs> you're supposed to say us. Wow, you don't love your sisters. I don't know. All right. All right. You're Thank on a podcast. saying hi. You're famous now. Oh, I'm so famous. You You're guys right. you guys have six star ratings. I just looked. I know. We have six, six five star ratings. <laughs> what oh, oh yeah. It says six five braces. star Braces? What about braces? They like go in your teeth. And I have them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sierra had to get like metal wires between her teeth on the yeah, top. Yeah, he watched the whole process. That's the braces, yesterday. honey. Thank you, Eli. Thank you, Sierra. Yeah, let me know when I get that because I'll listen to it. Okay, yeah. okay. So we usually start this off by pulling a question from a hat to answer. Um, but we prompted people on Instagram to send us questions that they would love that they would love to hear us answer. Um, Let me just find it because I don't. Oh, I thought archive. So Alana asked, "What do you hey, find? Hey Alana, creeper? hey Alana, what do you find creepier, murder mysteries or hauntings?" And I think we're stiffer on this one. I, Unless you're the same as me mine's okay mine's obviously murder oh okay then yes we are different yeah (laughs) i i mean i like hauntings i just find them more boring because there's no like proof i guess i i believe 100 percent in ghosts but i just i like knowing the hard facts of a case yeah i can see what you're saying yeah it's all always like an alleged thing right right, yeah okay so that's my opinion that makes sense i think hauntings are creepier because well of course it's like terrifying if someone is a murderer and like In your house trying to kill you Like that's so terrifying But At least I know There's a chance That I can kill him Slash her Slash they Whoever it is trying to kill me Yeah But I Yeah I know I could Theoretically kill that person And like save myself But if it's a ghost Like You like can't escape it And it's like attached Hmm. to you But that's like the That's like the same reasoning As me But it's because murderers are physical beings And they're more capable of hurting you Rather than ghosts aren't I I hear a lot less about ghosts actually killing people Yeah But it's like gonna torture you like mentally Like if a ghost is like If this thing is like Maybe it's standing over your bed every single night And like you wake up to see it And like every single night Like you never sleep And you like Yeah But think of this Would you rather open your eyes and see a ghost over you Or a murderer over you That's a good point I guess it'd be a ghost yeah, exactly. But I, I see both sides, I think both are creepy. And if I saw a ghost, I'd be hella scared. But I think a murderer, I would like shit myself. Just die. there would be something coming out of my body. And yeah. No what. And then the other question. Excuse me. Um, is what type of crimes are your favorite? That's a good question, and I've thought about this a lot. I already know my answer. Okay, you go first. Okay, I guess. We should preface this by saying, like, no crimes are our favorite. Well... like... I mean, but, like, crimes aren't good. Like, I always... There's always someone on the other side of a crime that is, like, seriously hurt mm -hmm. and their life is altered forever. So, like, I never want any of these things to happen. Of course not. But at the same time, like, I kind of go with the emotional... Or not the emotional. I go with the thought process of, like, my favorite murder... We obviously know these are horrible crimes and we feel horrible for these people and we feel emotional towards them, but like you can say your favorite. Like, something you say something is incredible doesn't mean it's great. Like, yeah. a favorite doesn't mean we want this to happen. It's just like what we are most interested in. That's a good point. Yeah. Um. So, I would say my quote unquote favorite crime to hear about is what they call Family Annihilators. I was gonna say the same thing. Okay, because it's just so crazy. It's so insane that someone will marry someone, have kids with them, mm-hmm. bond so the with whole the children. Life. Yes. The, the kids will be like eight, Six years old, eight e- years yeah, old. Like, like, and they'll have like a 20-year marriage, and then they'll just kill their entire family. Yes, which makes you think that if I ever get murdered, it's my husband. I think what is most interesting to me about those cases is like they were in love like so deeply, but the human psyche is so delicate. Mm-hmm. And, and um, so yeah. anyone can be a murderer. Which is why that's those cases are so interesting to me. Serial killers are usually, like, they have a lot of trauma, or mm-hmm. they have a lot of mental illness, or something like that. Like, there's profiles that they fit, but with, like, a family annihilator, you just, like, don't see it coming at all. But when the kids murder the parents, that's mm. also that's also crazy to me. That scares me really yeah. bad, because I'm recently very excited to have children. Yeah. I feel like most of my life I didn't want kids, but, like, the past, like, two to three years, I've been like, yeah, I want kids, but I still have this fear that, like, I'm going to have a kid that is going to kill me. Okay, so any updates this um, week? We're actually recording this the day before it comes out, so. Yes, this the we, most recent. This comes out tomorrow uh, because we live far away, so it's hard to find time to come together um, and record. And uh, that's just what it is. So it's been a couple weeks since we last recorded, and I would say there's there's updates. What We did something really cool today. We did do something cool I today. I don't know if you want to talk about it. We went wedding dress shopping. Yeah, and I think she looks really, really beautiful in all the dresses. I'm Aww, really excited. You're just saying it. I'm really not. And I was really jealous when I was watching you. I know. I have could sense that. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> I've been dating my boyfriend for... Th- I don't think I've talked about him yet. I don't think you have either. I've been dating him for almost three years now, so twice as long as Joel and Amanda. Before Amanda even knew what a Joel was, I was dating Angelo. It's true. It is true. But we're a lot younger, so... Obviously, we're not going to get... I'm 22. I'm not going to get married anytime soon. I mean, I'm pretty young. You're 26. Almost 26. 25? I'm almost 25. She's almost 25. She'll be 25 when you get married. That's not bad. No, I think it's reasonable. I think there's just... I mean, I'm going to get a little gushy for a second, but I think I've never been a very emotionally, Mm -mm. like, available person, and Mm -hmm. I've never been... Yeah, that all changed when I met Joel, and... I've never been so sure about something in my entire life and that's really impressive because for most of my life I literally couldn't make a decision for shit. Yeah. Like I had honestly the hardest time today deciding what I wanted for lunch/dinner because we had a like Oh lunch. my god. It's she took f- forever <laughs> to pick. We went to a Chinese restaurant. It's like you get lo mein or you get vegetables pretty much if you're a vegan. And she took probably 10 minutes to find this. I know. Um on, your on the other end <laughs> I scratched my cornea this week. Wait, really? You didn't tell me that. I know, because I was going to tell you right now. Oh, okay. I literally scratched my, I mean, I think I scratched my cornea. I didn't go to the doctor, of course, because I'm terrified of doctors, but, mm. um, mm.
1: So, either so you like, haven't
0: gone to the doctors? I don't know what an eye doctor is. Oh my god. I perfect vision. It's a blessing and a curse, Amanda. Oh. <laughs> So I don't know what an ophthalmologist is. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I don't know. Octologist? No, ophthalmologist, I think. So I don't have one of those. Um. So I'm just going to stick it out. It's it's. Or it you can just go better. to your regular doctor. <laughs> she doesn't answer my emails. <laughs> <laughs> um, our brother is... <laughs> oh, God. God! They are Wait, screaming can at each so can other. Okay, we need to up. pause and go talk to the the kiddos. Babysitting! Yay! So, the kiddos are good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. Well, shall we get to the story? Oh, yeah. We should probably do that. Yeah, that's probably important. Let's get to the story. Um. This episode is me, Amanda. I actually... One of our listeners messaged me on Instagram and was saying that it's hard to tell which... Of us is talking at which time. Our own cousin said that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Our own cousin said that, which Kaylee, shout out, funniest Instagram DM. Oh, yeah. Anyways. So, I think we should start explaining who's talking at what points a little Mm -hmm. bit more. So, me, Amanda, uh, it's my episode today. So, this brings me to what I'm talking about today, which is the Danvers State Hospital, um, which is a... Near East Boston? Yeah. Northeast Boston. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was originally called the Danvers Lunatic Hospital... Oh, good. Um, when it opened, but eventually it became the Danvers, the Danvers Mental Hospital, the Danvers State Mental Hospital. There were like multiple names that so I went by. So progressive. So progressive, and Massachusetts was like one of the most prolific states for these like state institutions for mentally ill people. Okay. There was so many. There's Northampton. There's Spring. I think there's Springfield. There's definitely Northampton. There's mm-hmm. Belchertown, which is in Western Mass. There's the Boston one, the Westfield one. Danvers. There's so many. This one is in northeastern Massachusetts, and it's one of the most notorious. Is this, like, still going, or is this old? No, this is closed. Okay, okay. Yeah, so for this story, I used mostly information from the history of allthatsinteresting.com, hauntedrooms.com, and the Danvers State Hospital's main page. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of history and, and old records on their page. So... This hospital opened in May of 1878 in Danvers, Massachusetts, and as I said before, it was originally called the Danvers Lunatic Hospital. <laughs> Love that name. Anyways, um, the Danvers State Hospital was originally intended to be like a humane, like progressive, new, like great hospital. Um, it could hold 450 patients. It was a really huge building. A few pieces of it still stand today, but it had like this big tower in the middle. It was really creepy and cool looking but they had like big gardens in the back and they were like we're going to rehabilitate these people by like gardening with them there's going to be all these rules about like no restraining the patients all these good (laughs) (laughs) things he was playing the flute (laughs) no it's a recorder recorder (laughs) yeah all these great things um and it was like this one of a kind facility so it had like all these great things going for it and it was going really well so unfortunately that was its undoing because it's like oh this is great Mm -hmm. we'll keep sending you people like Mm -hmm. you're doing great things which is really progressive for like 1870s but because they were doing so great they started sending them more and more troubled people and soon there was like this huge influx of people who were deemed criminally insane and those who were dealing with substance abuse issues Mm -hmm. and all these different really complicated things that made it more difficult to just like have a peaceful gardening rehabilitation program because they were a lot more angry and violent Okay. and so that started happening and then and by the early 1880s so like literally only a few years after opening there was already overcrowding issues so in 1881 that's three years after they opened they had 626 patients wait so how big is this place they're supposed to have 450 so they're already almost 200 over what they're supposed to have okay In 1885, so four years after that, they had 788 patients. Jesus Christ. In 1901, so that's 15 years, a little less than 15, no, yeah, 16 years later, they had 1,137 people. So that's almost like three three times. times. Yeah, it's like three times what they're supposed to (sighs) have. And then in 1903, they expanded a bit and they opened the Middleton Colony which was an expanded, like, I think it was, like, 100 extra acres, and there's like, a small building on those 100 acres where they housed 300 female patients. Small building? Make a big building. For 300 people. Yeah. Okay. And then, but they kept them separate from everybody else. And then by 1939... Is it all female or co-ed? I think it's just male, and then there's a and small no, no, building for female. For, okay. Yeah. And by 1939, the daily population of the hospital was... 2,360 people Oh my god So a building that's meant for 450 people Has 2,300 More than 2,300 Uh, people Classic And it was like to the point where people were being kept in basements There's a lot of people in one cell People were in like hallways Like there's just no space for anybody I bet it's a place that like You don't even realize when someone's dead Yeah I'll get to that later Okay (laughs) So these extreme overcrowding issues was pretty much what led to all these bad things happening because there's overcrowding, which leads to really bad hygiene and, like, you know, Mm -hmm. there's not enough toilets, Mm -hmm. there's nothing, there's no showers for everybody. Like, Mm -hmm. basically patients were roaming around the halls, they were half naked, there wasn't enough clothes to keep everyone clothed, they were living in their own filth. Also, they're all very mentally unstable, so, like, if you're not caring for them properly, a lot of them are, like, pretty much brain dead. Yeah, like it's so progressive the way they're dealing with this. I understand the <laughs> reputation that they've gotten. Yeah. Yeah, so people are like naked, living in their own field. They're disgusting. Almost no one's being cured at this point because there's just all of their staff are just trying to keep up with yeah, like, like what the hell daily are they doing? things. Like, there's no way they can like care for these people anymore. It's like jail at this point. It's Yeah, it's just putting all these people who have illnesses or like, you know, aren't as. Deemed fit for society You know Put yeah. away And kept away from them all And at first This was supposed to be The opposite of that Because that's what a lot Of other institutions In Massachusetts were doing They were just yeah. like, Pushing them out of society Yeah And this was supposed to like Be the first one That actually rehabilitated people But then this happened And they started overcrowding And overcrowding And overcrowding mm-hmm. And et cetera So now It literally is Just trying to Push people in this place And keep them there So No one's being Cured people's mental health is growing worse and worse and worse at this hospital because if you're living in these conditions of course you're gonna be suffering more and more mm-hmm. and then this is a quote that i got from all that is they said shock therapy and straight became the norm at this point even though you know they said that like, it's going to be a non-restraint no physical restraints but mm-hmm. they just couldn't do that anymore so they started using shock therapy straight jackets, The quote continues, the thinking was that the jolts of electricity could either alter a patient's brain or make the patient afraid of shock therapy and scare them into submission. So when they misbehaved, they were put in straitjackets and forgotten. And forgotten? They were just like, oh, like, they're not going to bother anyone anymore. So we can just, like, leave that one there in the straitjacket and go deal with everybody else. In addition, there was systematic neglect, obviously, since they can't deal with that many people. There's, what was, there's 2,000... Three hundred, whatever I said. Uh, what was my note? Two thousand three hundred and sixty people started. You have a capacity for four hundred and fifty. So, like, what is the math there? It's like um, almost six times more than is mm-hmm. supposed to be. Yeah, I think. So it's six. Maybe five times. No, it's six. Six times. Almost. Oh. So obviously, overcrowding, systematic neglect becomes an issue. Children were kept restrained for days children? at a time. Children. There's children there. What? So there's so if a, a woman comes in and has kids they have to bring their kids so there's this memoir i was reading excerpts of of this young girl who was brought there because her mother was put in the place i think she was probably in that colony the separate building yeah and she said like she just there's a really rough chapter that i was reading and you can get some chapters online of this i don't remember exactly the name of it but it's like details her time in in the danver state hospital and she watches this woman like slowly just start losing her mind because she's kind of unstable when she gets there she's probably just dealing with some depression like some you know generic everyone has a depression Mm -hmm. and then they're like putting her through these procedures over and over and over and she just they basically are like blaming her for not getting better because she's getting more and more like comatose basically from all Mm -hmm. the shock therapy and they're like you must be like trying to not get better you just don't want to get better and that's why it's not happening and because of that you, we're gonna punish you yeah and, like, why are when i shock your brain yeah come on bits. girl so stupid can't get better yeah so kids are there so that's so wait why don't they just put them is there like the foster system a thing yet probably not <laughs> They just so, put them in this mental hospital with their parents. And they restrain them for days at a time, so they don't have oh to deal with them. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is only 100 years ago. This is the 1930s. That's insane. This is less than 100 less years than ago. Less than 100 years ago? This yeah. is happening? Yeah. And, and it this goes, goes on, on for a while. One. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, many experts considered the Danvers Hospital to be the, quote, birthplace pr- birth of the frontal lobotomy. Ugh. Love a good lobotomy. Love it. Ice pick lobotomy. Exactly. That's what it is. That's yeah. what the frontal one is. So, and that's because at the Danvers State Hospital, it was tested and perfected on all the patients. They use the patients as a way to test their <sighs> process. To go the eyeball. Exactly. I think I put a description of it. Yeah, here it is. Um, so, the frontal lobotomy is all connections of the free parental, free parental, prefrontal cortex. To the anterior part of the brain. So the connections between the prefrontal and the anterior. Does that make sense? Yeah. Are severed by shoving a sharp elongated object up into the brain. So it's like through the corner of your eye socket, up into the brain, and it's supposed to sever all the connections between the front and the back lobes. I don't think I'll ever complain about a scratched cornea again. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. Because that sounds like shit. And like, honestly, it does. I couldn't find any evidence about the... The process yeah. of doing it, like I couldn't figure out if they were being sedated or not. And I would assume I they're probably so. being electrocuted into like unconsciousness and mm. then just done maybe doing that. But I really don't think so. Yeah, I, think I don't just know. Restrained. I highly doubt they I mean, had them. brain surgery today. They don't even put them under. That's true. You can't go under for brain surgery. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I would assume they don't, but I'm not gonna say that I, I couldn't find yeah, evidence right. to say whether they did or not. I didn't gotcha, gotcha me so. Most patients were unable to speak or function after these procedures, unsurprisingly. Yeah, that makes sense. And they would just wander the halls aimlessly, stare at walls. They were never allowed to leave the hospital mm. again. Do you think that... What's what happened with... Um, remember that trilogy in Quantum Leap? That girl? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The, with the rocking scariest chair. Chair. Oh, thing. If you haven't seen shit. Quantum Leap, watch the trilogy. F- two three oh, episodes. that it was scary. Crazy. That's a really good show, though. Really good. So... Yeah, they were being tested, so they just, they hadn't, like, perfected, quote-unquote, perfected mm-hmm. this procedure, and so they were but doing they're like, it, right? They so were just they, shoving a stick into his right, brains. They're, like, the birthplace of the lobotomy, so yeah. this is where they're, like, hmm, you know what could cure patients? If we just stick a really sharp object into a patient's eye and just sever some, like, brain arteries... Exactly. That'll that'll teach them. That'll that'll really that'll fix that'll them up real quick. Them that'll make them really sedated. So it did because they just wandered around. If if they survived, you know, I'm sure right, a lot of right, them died, right. and we'll talk about that actually. That's the next bullet point um by 1939 278 patients had died from these worsening conditions and it says from the worsening conditions but i have to assume that like also all of these like testing of lobotomies that are happening on the side is like not helping with this death count god um but yeah a lot of people were dying from just the pure filth that they're living in and yeah so i'm looking up where this is located so i can go visit it danvers mass there's only two buildings that still remain okay well it's still yeah So by the 60s, funding was pretty much absent at that point for this mental hospital because this type of care was becoming very outdated and there was better sources of health care for people that suffered from mental illness. Like places that we would go to today were starting to develop like psychologists and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so because that was becoming the norm, there was really no funding for these other forms of mental health care (laughs) not really care but there's all these people that are stuck here and there's no funding coming in so there's nowhere to pay no way to pay these people like nurses and stuff yeah so it's just getting really really bad and by the 70s the building was starting to decay parts of the building were crumbling apart and there's just mold and infestations it's just disgusting and there's no one that's keeping up with it wards started to close um, as patients were beginning to get shipped off to other better healthcare facilities, which is, you know, a plus. Um, but by 1985, a state had found, a state, the state, the state <laughs> of Massachusetts, had found that the Danvers Mental Hospital had, quote, although impressive, is neither appropriate for or capable of cost-effective rehabilitation for modern hospital standards. So they were like, Hey, y'all are really sucking at this. Yeah. Like, we but also were good. it's it's like <laughs> they it's kind of not their fault at the same time because people were like being shipped to them. Like yeah. they were like take these people, take these criminals, take these other people, and it's just that's and I don't know why like, they accepted all those people. They should have yeah. just been like we can't accept them. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that works. But by 1985, the state was like this is not the standard of what healthcare needs to be, mm-hmm. and it's also really not cost effective. But they were still open. They didn't shut them down or anything. They had at some point started to ship off some people, but there were still a lot of people there. In 1987, the hospital and its administrator William Bonnes Bons? how do you how Bones B O N N E S Bones Bonne Bones, I Bons. don't know. He came under heavy <laughs> scrutiny because there was reports that a woman had been found dead 200 feet away from the front door because she had just suffered a heart attack in the middle of the night after wandering out, but Whoa. there was, like, no security and there's too many people to take care of that no one noticed. So that brings me back to that Wait. point where you were like, oh, people could just die and no one yeah. would notice. So she was found, like, the next day. And also there was um, reports of a woman that had been raped by another patient. Okay. Um, and that was made to the public, and so the public was like, hey, this place seems pretty fucked up. We should probably do something about yeah. that. And so... The administrator had to, William Bones, had to retire or okay. had to leave because of all the reports. And um, it took until 1992. Oh, my God. I can't believe this is when our brother was born. Yeah. Our brother was 11. at oh this point. Oh, my God. Yeah. So this is two years before I was born, a year after our brother was born. It took until 1992 for the last of the patients to be removed. And I read in a patient abuse report from 1992. So on the website of the Denver State Hospital, there's like historical reports that you can look through. And one of the reports from 1992, so this is like towards the end, their reports of abuse listed serious injuries from patients after brutal beatings from staff members. Mm. Chairs were thrown at patients when they didn't listen. There was a lot of sexual assaults listed. Though they weren't listed explicitly as sexual assaults, they were like, Mr. X pushed Miss A into a room. Oh Just gosh. Like, yeah, it was very vague, but yeah. like clear at the same time. Yeah. So one incident that was described at extreme length detailed a brutal, ble- a brutal beating of multiple patients by one staff member to the point where the other staff members arrived and thought that the staff member who was beating the patients, was a patient, like a mental oh, patient. Oh, God, no. And he had to clarify to all of them, like, hey, I'm the staff member. They're the ones that are the patients. I'm just brutally beating them, guys. I'm actually it's, a guys, staff I'm member. Fine. Don't put me in here, please. Guys, I'm fine. I'm fine, okay? So Everything then, is okay. Mm-hmm. Here is another excerpt that will kind of, like, kind of sums up the abuse that was happening okay. in one smaller form, because the other detailed one was way too long to quote. So... Tell me if this gets confusing because they took out all of the names and put in letters. Okay. So tell me if this gets confusing. Right. But here's an excerpt from that report. Quote, Mrs. G, a registered nurse and chief hospital supervisor, mm-hmm. responding to the, quote, help call, found Mr. X on his back on a gurney in a four-point restraint. So his, both his hands and his feet. Okay. Four or five, quote, four or five, MHWs. We were transferring the gurney to the corridor. Mr. X attempted to sit up, which he was unable to do because of the restraints. At that point, Miss G, the original person that reported this, saw or observed Mr. A, new person, quote, jump into the air and land with his full body weight, left knee first, on X's mid sternum. Oh. Following that deliberate force, Mr. A once again lifted his knee. And with harmful intent, forces his knee back down on X's chest in the mid-sternum area. <sighs> in both instances, the force applied was severe enough to push Mr. X's back into the mattress. In an interview with DPPC, which I listed below as uh, Disabled Persons Protection Committee, in an interview with DPPC investigators, Ms. G described the incident, quote, I've never seen anything like it. It was disgusting to see. It was terrible, unquote. Miss G did not report the incident to the DPPC. What? Wait, so I'm assuming Mr. A is, like, a worker? Yeah, he's, like, a an oh, no. orderly or, like, nurse or She's something. She's like, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. But I'm not going to tell anybody about it. Yes. Yeah. Literally. So not? she doesn't say until later. So this report came out in 1992. So I'm assuming, like, because that's the same year all the patients were removed from the hospital, they followed up with all these nurses and such and we're like what was going on here and that's when this came out and she just saw this man like jump up knee this guy in the oh chest so hard and do it again and again and he's in restraints Wow he's just trying to like lift his head up yeah oh my god and so then uh my last bullet for the history is that in 1998 so what like 21 years ago the committee decided to investigate identities of nearly 800 unmarked graves at the Danvers <gasps> State Hospital property. Oh, my God. Um, many still remain labeled by numbers rather than names, but they oh. were able to recount like a couple hundred. Um, but yeah, there was 800 oh unmarked God, graves. That's so sad. I know. Like, all these people just wanted to get better, and they just died, and no one will ever know I mean, I don't think a lot of them were there by choice, but yeah. Well, yeah. But I'm assuming they're, like, hoping they would get better by going here. Yeah. That's crazy. Well. And that part is still open to the public. At this point, like, it was just so... In, it was just in terrible shape. Um, So they had to bulldoze most yeah. of the buildings. But there is a few buildings that were renovated and, and kept up recently. And then the cemetery is still open to the public. Okay. But there are a few ghost... Ooh. Ghosty rumors. Okay. That I took a couple notes on. So in two thousand five, a development company bought the property and began t- to do some construction. I think they wanted to turn it into a hotel or something, but a mysterious fire broke out in two thousand seven and damaged almost all of the renovations that they had done. Hmm. And then also several vehicles, like construction vehicles. Oh, wow. But it was an unexplained fire. Like no one could figure out what the cause uh-huh. was of it, and there was there was no source of it that they could find. Ugh. After that, many paranormal investigators attempted to break into the heavily restricted property, but over 120 have tried and failed to investigate there because oh it's just gosh. so heavily protected and guarded. Um, like only I think only one group was allowed to actually go and do an investigation there, which was a Rhode Island investigation oh, okay. group. I was to say Zach Baggins. <laughs> it wasn't Zach Baggins. <laughs> but there are, like, rumors of people who have experienced different ghosts there people that like now are not there but were once living there yeah does that make sense like i, I don't, don't know. know oh yeah like, like people who patients who got patients out. or nurses yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. but um i'm thinking more of the kids who weren't patients i don't really know what to call yeah them. yeah people who the live children there. are the patients yeah um according to multiple reports a woman who is named geraldine Les Lavassur Lavassure? <laughs> That sounds right. Yeah. Gerilyn, Gerilyn Levesseur. Levasseur. Levasseur. levasseur I think that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> She said that she saw this ghost when she lived there as a child, and the ghost would, it was like this old woman that would scowl at her. Ooh. Uh, stood over her bed and would pull the sheets off of her bed while she tried to sleep. Ooh, gosh. Isn't that creepy? And yet um, she's still alive, unlike if that was a murderer. That's a good point. Yeah. Other people have, some of them are like people who successfully gained access illegally, and others are people that have worked there, have said that they would hear disembodied voices, wailing, patients that would call out for help, and some people have stated just that they've seen apparitions kind of like this woman. I mean, it's gotta be haunted. I 100% believe it. Oh, that. yeah, for sure. With I think that 800 people graves. died. And at least. And then, like, the fact that people aren't allowed to investigate, I think there must be so many things that going on that people haven't seen. Yeah. And the only things that still remain are, there's, like, two main buildings that I think are used as hotels now. Oh, jeez. And then there's a system of tunnels that still exists. And I don't think there's any access to them, but they still (gasps) exist. I love a good tunnel. I, I love a good tunnel. Tunnels are the best. Yeah, Okay. And uh that is the story of the Danvers State Hospital. Whoa, that's creepy. Yeah, and sad. Mental hospitals are always creepy. And like sad. I wish they're very sad. I wish they were successful, but most of them aren't. I yeah, feel like. most of them were really fucked up. Yeah. But hopefully if you suffer from a mental illness you're getting really good help now. Yeah. And talk to us, because we love talking about I love talking about mental health issues. They're important to talk about. Talk about we de-stigmatize and I just them. And I'm just really fascinated by everything, like psychology. Yeah. I took abnormal psych in college, and I thought it was, like, the most interesting class I've ever taken. And now you're a psychologist. Oh, I wish. <laughs> Accounting and psychology are the same thing, right? Yeah. Psychology. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're both this equal amount of exciting. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Thank you. Well, um, since that was pretty unpleasant and gross... To get your mind off of lobotomies and get it on something funny, last night Joel and I watched a lot of episodes of The Handmaid's Tale. That's your giggle? No, 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 no. Oh, God. And and it was really, like, I was very affected by it because it was, like... Anyways, it was a really sad episode, and we needed to, like lighten the mood before we go to bed. So we watched this episode of How I Met Your Mother. Oh, love How My Mother. I'm so <laughs> glad you're doing this. I know you don't watch it. I know. Okay. I've seen some episodes. Yeah. I knew this one before we watched it. Okay. And so we watched season I think it's season two. I don't remember which number, but it's Slap Bet. I love Slap Bet. It's That's such the first of many uh think Slapsgiving and Yeah. Yeah. And it's when you meet Robin Sparkles. Oh I love Robin Sparkles. Such an go to the, the mall, mall. <laughs> today. Oh, today. <laughs> it's an iconic episode. It's a good one. That's actually a really good episode. Yeah. I think it, it helped us cheer up a little bit. Yeah. And so if you need that, go, go watch that giggle. And if you want to talk to us, um, you can email us at oeopod at gmail.com. Tell us our stories, hometown, ghost stories, murders, spooky things. We love it. Yeah, you said tell us ours, but we want yours. Did I say our? Anyways, <laughs> I think mean, they picked it up. I think they got it. You get it. So if you want to follow us on Instagram, we do a lot of quizzes or questions. So you, you can answer our questions and then be featured on the show. Yeah, you can be one of the couple people that we talked about today. Yeah. If you want to do that, you can follow us on Instagram at One Eye Open Podcast or on Twitter at One Eye Open Pod. Or like us on Facebook at, I think it's just One Eye Open Podcast. Yeah, just Google One Eye Open page. No, Facebook, Facebook page. it. Facebook Oh, yes, you can Google it. it, You can, like, search it on Facebook. Yeah. I don't really know. Give us Facebook. a like. Give us a like on Facebook. We don't really know how Facebook works. It's weird. Um, <laughs> oh, and definitely, if you enjoyed the show, please go rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. It's a huge, huge help, and I'm sure you've heard it a bunch of times from other podcasts. But It's really easy. You just press the number of stars you want to give us. Hopefully, it's five hopefully it's five if it's a one don't do it we're just telling you right now just don't do it yeah just don't do it just love us instead yay okay see you next week love you when eye open podcast we never said that today <laughs> <laughs>